0: Two thousand twenty.
1: You are j- jamming with the hottest disc jockey, disc jockey.
2: Holy smokes, everybody. Welcome to. The Undisputed Sports Broadcast. I am Dre Kamikaze with my tag team host, Mr. Patwick
1: himself. Hello everybody, how's everybody doing out there? Surviving, I hope, as always. Kamikaze, here we are again at another USB podcast. How the hell are ya?
2: I am wonderful. I got my Hanukkah on my... Coaster. Coaster. Um we got a full agenda of stuff to talk about. Um full agenda. We just had a great well, I thought it was a great pay-per-view. If you ask Twitter, it was shit, but I thought it was great. You know, fuck Twitter. (laughs) And we got the first curse word of the show out of the way. In the intro. What it do, baby?
1: A little late on that beep call, but no problem, that's why we love our podcast, we can say and do whatever we want, almost, almost, but like Kamikaze almost. said, a slew of things to talk about, including our Backlash recap, a Kamikaze bomb out there for you baseball fans, and not to mention the Cronus Virus update, another Wix list, let's go ahead and get into our bat. Lash
2: recap. It's the wrestling part of the show, and there will be no cl- classic match of the week this this uh, week on the show. Uh, we're gonna t- we're gonna dissect a match from Backlash. Absolutely. Um, we're probably gonna do the greatest match ever. Um, so, which stay tuned. You know. We'll get to that when we get to
1: that, but it's probably going to be that. So, the first match of that night was what? It was the women's?
2: The first match of that night, yeah, it was the... Women's
1: three-way, wasn't it? Right.
2: It was... Or uh... am I thinking of? Or am I thinking of? It was the triple threat Women's Tag Team Championships. It was... The Sasha role ba- models.
1: Oh yes, because that's when I thought it was going to be an iconic, an iconic night.
2: Yeah, it was the role models, <laughs> wh- who is Sasha Banks and Bailey. Role models. You know, even though know, Sasha, let me let me explain something role to y'all. Models. I, Drake Kamikaze, fully one hundred percent believe that Sasha Banks and Sasha Banks only is the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. I want hear that hey, fucking. What? It's the two. It's the two man belt. Fuck that rhetoric. Sasha is the champion. She retained her titles at Backlash versus the Iconics, who, you know, Pat Wick was pulling for. I'm not against the Iconics. I like the Iconics, you know. But I like Nikki Cross. I don't like Alexa Bliss so much, but I like Nikki Cross. So, I mean, it had to be a role model night,
1: though. You feel me? I mean, it was, unfortunately, a role model kind of night. But, I mean... Two belts on one of the females, obviously, Bayley, and then the tag team. Was this a, 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 a kind of a sort of getting something on Sasha and Bayley, other than just Bayley holding the title? Was, was, this, a, was this a clamoring for WWE to get uh, some kind of gold on Sasha Banks?
2: WWE doesn't, doesn't
1: have to clamor to get gold on the boss. She's
2: what? the motherfucking boss. It's she, like you going to give she her was... a belt or not.
1: She seems more relevant, Kamikaze, when she does have a belt, though. Not, I mean, not. I mean, relevant let, to who? Let, let, all right. Let, let's agree to maybe say this. For a while there, it was the boss escorting Bailey out there as her best friend, of course. But I mean, let's let's remember now that she's she's escorting the WWE Women's Champion, not Bailey escorting Sasha. Which like I mean, you said, I
2: understand that, but that don't that doesn't make her irrelevant like uh, Sasha when she's on t v if there was a crowd, they you feel me like she's not gonna be irrelevant ever- with or without a championship.
1: You know, so
2: like, so, what was the push to get him to 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 give him the gold? Who, who else do you put the gold on? Iconics, the no. Iconics, no, bro. If if the choice is between the role models and the iconics, I'm picking the role models all day, because I mean it's Sasha. You feel me? I love the iconics. You know I love the iconics. Okay. I'm not shay in the okay. iconics, bro. The iconics, if they win the championships, I'ma rock with them too. But you can't tell me it's iconics over role models.
1: No, I'm not saying talent wise no charisma no so you'd rather see
2: the iconics with with the championships than see Sasha what about well, cuz i know, know you love bailey
1: well you so know so she can't be the issue i i would have liked to have seen maybe you know a double cross on alexa bliss and, and nikki because then i could have felt like we could have had a seen our first true
2: Female tag team cro-
1: term like faction forming up here. You have obviously beautiful, you know, the boss with the Iconics mixing with the with the champion Bailey. I mean, oh, I- so
2: you wanted to form a faction between the role models and the Iconics, the yeah. iconic role models? That would have been fucking dope. See so what I'm getting
1: at, Comic Because you got it? the
2: two annoying little bitches, right? And then you got the best. <sighs> And her best friend. And the best is Sasha, and not And think Bailey.
1: about this. The fact that the Iconics would have had the tag team championships, which which means they would have been able to switch at brands whenever they felt like it, which means they would have been able to watch Sasha and Bailey's bag <laughs> whenever they felt like it. Right. They could have just been like, oh, we're just here. Maybe we'll challenge somebody. Maybe we won't. But then,
2: and f- then, then you have one member of your faction without a championship.
1: And no yeah. way
2: for them to win a championship without switching shows.
1: I think at this point Sasha could have been that person without the championship only because she holds herself so well. Okay. So
2: you respect Sasha enough that you don't think that she's irrelevant without a championship. You think that she can stay
1: relevant without well, a championship? Well, if I'm going this I'm going if I'm going down this rabbit hole with it, then yes. But I feel like they put they Put the gold on them this time to make Sasha more relevant. But I wish I could have seen another angle to where we saw the Iconics get the tag team titles, form uh, an alliance there, and then maybe we could have seen some back and forth. Our first true... I mean, I'm wrong. We saw a female faction at NXT. We saw several, actually. Who was the
2: female faction? It was
1: uh, Alexa Bliss. No, not Alexa Bliss. It was uh, the chick I don't like. But the snarly teeth, the ace of whatever, oh. the, the black yeah, they, they, or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Uh,
2: Shayna Baszler, but Shayna Baszler, they, her that, little that, faction. yeah, that's not really that wasn't really a faction because the other two never really wrestled.
1: Well, you, well, you tell me. You tell me because I mean they were there. I mean they were every ta- every place. She went, they yeah, went.
2: I've only seen them have like two matches. Like, I don't really call that a faction.
1: Well, not a really good faction, but imagine yeah, that's the strange. beauty. They
2: want to be Four Horsewomen. The Four Horsewomen are Charlotte, Becky, Bailey, and Sasha. But it's
1: never mentioned. What do you mean well, no 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 I'm saying as far as relevance now, it's never mentioned that that fact. It's always been Because they always feel with Rhonda... each other. But they
2: and they were never like really a faction together as the four horse women. No, are they? So like they're not gonna mention that like that. But everybody knows like Bailey Because that was a click moment. Yeah, yeah. They had uh, the click moment. Bailey beat Sasha for the uh Right. The next few women's championship. Right.
1: Which was a great moment. I'm glad I could relive that with you. But, but yes,
2: yeah, let's go on to the next match because we can't stay on this shit forever. Uh, the next match of that night was... Do you remember... It was... Do you remember the time...
1: Well, can we, well, can ah, we that's mention, funny! Well, can we mention before we get to the next match that Apollo Cruz. Defended his United States title.
2: Oh, on the pre show, you're absolutely right.
1: Andrade, and was successful in the fact that he did so. Now, we should mention the fact that Angel Garza was once again involved in this match. Yeah,
2: but Angel Garza actually ended up costing Andrade the championship.
1: Well, that's what I mean. So, are we going to see soon a, uh Andrade-Angel well, Garza mix up? If you up and-
2: paid attention to Raw last night, mm-hmm. there was a situation where... Uh, Garza had a match versus Kevin Owens I saw that And uh, Andrade was at ringside And Andrade gave Like opened an opportunity For Garza to get the win But he didn't take advantage of it And he lost the match So and then they got into a rift And Zelina had to come out with her long ass heels bro I'm telling you bro If Zelina was available Like bro She'd be the one she the one, I'm telling
0: you.
2: But yeah, like, she had to reprimand him and everything, but yeah, so I'm I'm pretty sure we're going to see a Garza Andrade food, which is cool for me, because I actually like Angel Garza. I love Angel Garza. And Giza. I'm... Not a big fan of Mr. Flair. Yeah, I don't like Andrade at all, bro. Like, I'm, no, he's I so sure boring. Do. He Like, the to only me, interesting thing about him is Elena <laughs> Vega. To me,
1: he's, He's unfortunately bunched into that stereotype of Latin wrestlers where it's more... Don't get me wrong, there's a substance there. There's substance there. Obviously, he's he's been brought up for a reason, but I feel like he's too... I want to say that he's he's basically just filling in the blanks when it comes to like the Spanish gimmick on the outside of the ring performance. The in-ring performance I like, I think there's something there, there's some substance there. The problem is
2: I don't hear from him enough. You feel me? Like yes. we see we like we when he's speaking, it's usually Zelina speaking for him.
1: But yes. we see
2: Angel Garza do the little extra shit with Charlie in the back. I love that. You feel that, me? And that, that like Keep that that, that, that gives you you feel me. An idea of who he is He's he he's the hot he's the throb The play—the playboy absolutely, absolutely And that character shows But we don't understand Besides a uh, Mexican wrestler Who Andrade is
1: Well no we don't I know we don't You know and, and
2: that That, that really is us Hopefully
1: this Is cause uh, if I mean if you're Selena Or Who do you pick Who do you go with Alright I go with Angel Garza I think there's a future in there
2: and you guys is the money in that faction right now. Yes. They already got really Austin Theory. He's with Seth
1: and right. his crew, which, which I really like. Which isn't a bad idea because you're seeing kind of Seth bring in these younger, talented guys under his umbrella. And hopefully maybe we'll see, you know, some championships brought out of that. But back to the point we're getting at, Apollo Crews winning that match Due to Andrade, hopefully, y'all see how
2: like we we supposed to just talk about a match, and we go down this whole rabbit this whole rabbit hole. We start fantasy booking. We love this shit. (laughs) Point blank, period. Point blank. Period. <laughs> but Apollo Crews <Cruz laughs> did win that match. He retained his United States Championship. And I, I see rumors that the United States Championship might get a uh, makeover. So I just want to say that on the show. But but make it good, WWE. No, they're going to make it look like all of the rest of them just in the United States. You uh, failed for, like, on the Intercontinental title. You failed on all of the championships so far. I actually liked the Intercontinental Championship at first when it was unveiled. But then when I keep going back to the classics, I'm like, nah, they fucked. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, so. I look
1: at it, and it feels like more of a, I don't know. I just don't like it. I just don't like it. It's going to definitely get so,
2: a boo from me. Next match, and we're not grading anything, so we're not Meltzer or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, David Meltzer.
1: <laughs> Fuck. Wait, did he lose a show? Oh, David Meltzer? Oh, no, he still has a show. Who oh. lost their show?
2: I don't know. Doug? Uh, no, yeah. no. no, that one don't got He don't even have a show. He <coughs> piggybacked on Colin Cowherd. Fuck right. him too. So next <laughs> and fuck Colin. <laughs> next match: Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus.
1: Was this was this enough for you? Or obviously, we saw the we saw Sheamus win this one, right? Sheamus won this match. So it is he getting is he getting the proper push now? I don't think
2: it's a push. Like you're having a feud over nothing. Right now, it's just let's put Jeff Hardy in a gimmick with with a good villain. And Sheamus is a great villain. Dude, I love Sheamus. Let let hey, let's, let me say that. I no, love I Sheamus. like
1: Sheamus as a villain. But let's le- let I feel like that was more or less like let's let Jeff Hardy keep his job kind of match. Let's put him mm. in a pay per view because what what rele- relevance did he have? He's
2: Jeff. He's Jeff fucking Hardy. He's a legend.
1: Yeah, but if you look at all the backstage scenarios that they had planned going into there, you know, had they're playing off
2: of his history,
1: right? Exactly. So who else would have been besides Jeff Hardy? So it was like the only really chance he could have. A I think you could
2: put Jeff Hardy in a world title picture and in in a fan. Seriously? Seriously? Yes. See you. You can't ask me seriously like that because you didn't see. The Jeff Hardy, that was competing for the world
1: championship. You know what? Let let, let you're hearing it here first now, folks. On the US,
2: I thought Jeff Hardy was world championship material, but when I seen him go total under, let, let's let
1: that be our next classic match we met. You give me some type of substance match with Jeff Hardy that's outside of it. A- Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, easy. Okay, easy. outside of anything, ladders, chairs, or or All anything, right. anything. Jeff Hardy,
2: y'all hear it first. We going next week, classic match of the week, Jeff Hardy, yes. Randy Orton. I don't remember when because it was, but it's easy.
1: The guy's got a lot of heart and I get it. But he's a he's a four or five trick pony at best. Four what? Five trick pony at Yo, best. y'all hear what he just said. A lot of heart. Y'all hear what he a just said. Y'all hear what he just said about Jeff Hardy. Four or five trick pony. Yeah, what you just said about Jeff Hardy. He's got he he's 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 the white. He's a better white new jack. He's a better
2: white new jack. Bro, the disrespect. Y'all hear? Y'all heard it here on an undisputed sports broadcast. Pat Wick, Drake Kamikaze do not agree. Said that Jeff Hardy is the white new jack. Is the is is the
1: better. five?
2: You said five trick pony. Five trick pony. Five trick pony. So, right. Jeff Hardy is not world championship material. two. Randy Orton now versus
1: Jeff. Now he's not. You mentioned him being, being involved with now. I'm just saying I could never see now Jeff Hardy being involved Bro. in a world title. You think
2: Jeff Hardy... Skills have diminished because he's been on drugs and uh, alcoholic. No, no bro. Th- he think... always been on drugs and been an alcoholic. No, no like I just, <laughs> think,
1: I just think you I gotta be on drugs and then be an alcoholic to do some of the shit he do. I think the things that that Ray can do now is because he he, he can stay relevant. Ray
2: can't do shit anymore. He can do the six one nine and the frog splash. So
1: so why is he getting pushed and Jeff Hardy can't? So he's not getting a push. Uh, so he's not, he wasn't just facing off with the Messiah not too long ago. He's
2: facing off with the Messiah right
1: now. He's right. in a feud with the Messiah. Right. But that's not a push.
2: When you're getting a push, you're going for championships,
1: bro. Well, I mean, he's just not that guy anymore. Just like Ooh. Jeff's not that guy anymore. Well, you, you Ray, think, Ray, think, Ray is think, not
2: that guy. Jeff may not be that guy. But I thought you were trying to say that Jeff was never.
1: World no, no, material. no, no. Obviously, when he was younger, I'm just saying. I thought you mentioned the fact that you wanted, to see, you could see him. I in could a world, see
2: him in a world what,
1: championship picture. Why?
2: Because what it's he Jeff now? fucking Hardy, bro. Retirement match, maybe. Jeff Hardy is still Jeff Hardy, bro. You think Jeff well, Hardy? Jeff fall- Hardy did all of those crazy dives and shit, and he just recently had his first serious injury. Bro, lucky. You. Lucky. Bro,
1: blessed. Whoa. Fuck luck. Whoa. That's
2: blessed.
1: That's, I mean, it's it's a little bit of both, right? You gotta be, a, yeah. But 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 let's get back to the point here. We're seeing Sheamus obviously getting a oh, win. Yeah. Pay-per-view. I that we were talking about a match.
2: You all that Jeff Hardy bashing you just did.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. He was a punching bag for Randy Orton. What? When he was not the last time I saw Randy Orton, he was pouring shit, kicking uh, Jeff's ass all over the announce table. When the last time I saw Jeff and Randy get it on on a regular Monday Raw recently? recently. Oh, that's different, bro. Oh, that's different. Oh, you heard him first here, folks. Kamikaze. That's different. Randy
2: Orton is a wrestling fucking god. Like wow. If I go into the lab. And I build a wrestler. No, it's Randy Orton. Probably gonna be Randy Orton. Randy, I thought
1: you. Were, I thought you said Jeff Hardy. No, no, okay, no. Okay, no. Randy's fine. No, 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 no. If no, Randy's, no, no. Randy's your. Rand,
2: I, on an all-time list. If he's your David, Randy is hot. Hi- Randy if is If higher. he's your
1: David, then that's fine. That, that's 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 perfectly fine by me. That's per. I'm I, take I just a Finn don't. Balor I, I, all day long, so you're good. I
2: fucks with Finn Balor too, though. I, don't get me wrong, but yeah. Jeff was Finn Balor before Finn Balor was Finn Balor.
1: Remember that. I'd still take a landstorm over anybody. But anyways,
2: yeah, landstorm. Somebody that ain't, ain't never won shit. That's right. This is the best
1: Canadian wrestler
2: ever. It ain't never won shit. Oh, best Canadian wrestler ever.
1: Better oh, than Bret Hart. Oh, I think, Bret got, Hart. I think we got.
2: I think we got next week's be- be- list. Be- list be- top five be- Canadian be- wrestlers.
1: That's right, folks. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here first, folks. Kamikaze with the challenge. For me to find the top five Canadian, you're not gonna like the list. No, you might like the list. You just
2: told me Bret Hart ain't ain't one. I think I
1: already love the list. He's just I like hate Bret. Along, <laughs> the, the excellence of execution for WWE, but then when the product went to WCW, he just so became...
2: oh, so you taking a whole career
1: into fucking... oh, I have
2: to oh. oh, I have to oh, you it first.
1: Well, don't me wrong. There gonna be there goes there might be one on there with a shortcoming only because I'm gonna have to have to go to his career and then possibly what he could have done after his career. Right. So there's gonna be a few on there. I mean, it's Canadian wrestling. I mean, there's skill. I mean, Kevin Owens is a Canadian wrestler. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm just like saying that. Salem like Zayn is a Canadian wrestler. But you
2: just said Lance Storm is one. Well, Lance Storm, I think was one of the. Best. I love Lance Storm. I, I ain't going only let me, because let me... only
1: because he came from, he he, he did what Bret Hart didn't do, and maybe he did do it when he before he became like the Hart Foundation, but Lance went to Japan, Lance went to Mexico, Lance went around the world to get the kind of experience. Went to ECW, finalized it. Like well, obviously he still had a gimmick, but he he fine tooled everything. Went to WCW. Had a pretty good run. They ran his gimmick pretty well up until they just kind of just ran it too much. I I don't really know what he did in WWF. He didn't really do
2: anything right relevant of significance, and he didn't talk much. Lance. The only issue with Lance is and the reason why I would never put him one on one. Put him one on my list is because he has absolutely no personality on screen. I don't know who he is personally, so I can't speak on that, but on the screen, bro, from what I remember, Lance Storm ain't had no personality, and that was a problem, because I loved him when he was in that little clip with with Derrick calling him in uh, in WCW, I loved that fucking group, bro, Absolutely, but in WWE, bro, no personality.
1: No, no, and and that was his fault, that was his own fault, he never... Never got warm with the fans. He never. Well, you never. You never really. He saw was him. never really over. He never really was over. But he never was a a, a babyface. He right. always was a heel. In WWE,
2: he was a babyface for a little bit, but he was never. He? he he could. You he, you can't get a guy with no personality over. Yeah. Great wrestler. Great technical wrestler. Yeah. I loved watching him work. But as far as being invested in the character, Lance Stone wasn't it for me.
1: All right. So so, so do we like the direction say our our. Um,
2: not Sami Zayn. Uh Seamus and Do we like the
1: direction Seamus is
2: going? Heel going forward? Heel Seamus is the best Seamus. You do not need Seamus's babyface. He's he's fucking Irish. When, when,
1: when do we He's a bad guy when do I? when do we have ever seen Seamus? I'm I'm not relevant to that knowledge. When have we seen a baby face Seamus? We seen a baby face
2: Seamus when he was in the bar. That was baby face Sheamus. It was, that was. They went. They were heel at one point. Then they were baby face at one point, bro. You got to pay attention to uh, the, the the paradigm shifts. Okay. You've seen right. face Sheamus, okay. and it, it's it's not very good. This That's is, why you can't remember it because it's boring. Face Sheamus is boring, but when she, it's we're about twenty two minutes. Here. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, heel Sheamus all right. keeps you invested. You yes, it me? does. So so
1: far, I like it.
2: Yeah. So before we get to our next match. We're going to shout out to Carter's Barbecue real quick.
1: Once again, greatest barbecue in Polk County, Carter's Barbecue in Mulberry and Lake Wales. Once again, get your parties catered by Carter's. Once again, excellent menu. Me and Kamikaze have tried that menu several times, and we've never come back unsatisfied. Once again, Carter's Barbecue in Lake Wales and Mulberry. Call Johnny. He's going to take care of you. Once again, Carter's Barbecue. Um, just playing good. Just playing, motherfucking just plain good. good.
2: And I'm a shout out the sideline group on Facebook. Uh, this is a group that gives you news, information, predictions about all 32 NFL teams. Um, I am currently a part of that group. If you want to be a part of that group, just search the sideline on Facebook. Holler at us. And they are looking for new admins for some of the teams. So if you know your shit, go holler at them. 18 or over to be an admin. I got to say that. Because they don't want no kids over there. No, they don't want no kids over there. No kids over there. You got to know your shit, though. Holler at the sideline on Facebook. You can find us, the Undisputed Sports Broadcast USB. And we got a new logo thanks to... Katie Gill. Katie
1: Gill. (coughs) Katie Gill and Sefner. Mm -hmm. Once again, (laughs) supplying digital art for our, our show here at the Undisputed Sports Broadcast. Yep. And uh, look her up. Is that her Facebook, too? Mm-hmm.
2: Her name is her Facebook. So, yeah. You can, so, yeah. You can find her on Facebook. If you like her image, she can do any image you want. I'm sure.
1: Another, another talented Cuban, by the way. Yeah. Another talented Cuban. Yeah. You know, Mr. Cuban over here. That's what mom call you. Mr. no Mr. Cuban, no, like Cuban. she'd
2: be like she'd be like Aye, I like that this one right here is for the Cuban
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh by the way let mom know that the loaded potatoes were the shit they, was a shit,
2: they were the fucking shit wasn't they bro that's just my got favorite food. thing she I only cooked. had a
1: few bites left I left it in the microwave so but yes mom thank you for the loaded potato on to the next shit. match yes on
2: to the next match I'm sorry
1: but them loaded potatoes was the <laughs> shit nigga
2: I still ain't finished my mom but I'm sorry, my teeth hurt. Next batch was champion Asuka versus Nia Jack, And this was for the Raw Women's Championship. Doesn't
1: that just sound right to say, Kamikaze? Champion Asuka. That's why I said it like that, bro. The Empress of Tomorrow. I had to make it known
2: that Asuka, yes, is the Raw Women's Champion. She won it in the Money in the Bank match. Becky Lynch was pregnant. So she had to relinquish the championship, and she so, handed it over to.
1: So we're, fi- we're finally seeing Nia Jackson in a, in, in a championship match, which I I believe she. she We've seen she, Nia Jackson several championship. matches. No, but I'm saying Nia I feel Jack like Jackson she should a have been. Or well, I'm saying that we're seeing her back ever since the injury. Yeah, but I'm saying where she, she should literally be. Literally, where she should be. You sure? Where she should be. I mean, don't be wrong. She, I'm sorry. She like, jumped ahead. She keeps
2: injuring people. I don't know. If she she should be there. I think she need to be
1: at the performance center. I'm sure you can you can you can delegate to this Kamikaze the fact that you know I'm injuries sure, I mean, happen. Injuries happen, and there are stiff workers out there. I
2: get it, bro. But like, she broke <coughs> Becky Lynch's nose, and she bust Kairi Sane's head. Okay. Like these, the like those aren't just injuries just happening. You feel me? Yeah, edge towards tricep in a match with Randy Orton. Yeah, absolutely. You feel me? That required surgery. Triple well, she H caused the motherfuckers to lose a lot. Triple H
1: bitch. injured himself going into a ring. So did Vince McMahon. Don't, so did Vince McMahon. Don't disrespect
2: Triple H like that didn't that <laughs> didn't happen to the Well, I'm just saying Triple H is like pretty yeah. up there as the god. But- he finished that motherfucking match. He did. He did, but... Yeah. Uh, but uh, and that's when the game was motherfucking <coughs> born. Back to the Nia Jax match. <laughs> oh, that's what we were talking about? <laughs> um, I thought well, this was the Triple H segment. I was about
1: to go in. <laughs> um, you know, I, I thought it was entertaining. I thought, you know, both women had their points in the match, but obviously, you know, only one can, can, can be victorious.
2: Asuka retained her championship. I'm completely heroes. happy with that. Now Ajax, I usually do not get on people for botching moves and shit like that, but when you fucking cu- cutting people open and breaking noses and shit, you gotta fucking clean your shit up. Say woo I love you. You feel me? You're very
1: She's got potential beautiful.
2: She's gonna be a big big woman.
1: She's gonna be a she's gonna be a big woman's champion. And I
2: feel like you could be a monster. Dominating the whole division with the championship around your waist or over your shoulder because I don't know if it can fit around your waist. <laughs> but you gotta clean it up in the ring. You can't keep fucking injuring people. And then you got Seth's buckle bomb banned. Like I'm pissed about that.
1: So, Is she the reason why it's banned? Yeah, because she
2: cut Kyrie saying open uh. war.
1: I mean, I'm wrong. When you when you're in this business, you want to work with somebody that is is obviously yeah. hopefully injury. free You know what's
2: ironic? The whole reason why Edge worked with Randy Orton when he first came back is because out of all of the superstars there, that's the one he know the best and he trusted. Yeah, he still got
1: injured. Still got injured. Yeah. So I mean, it's not necessarily who you know. It's just what it, could happen. It,
2: right? It's what could happen. But it's just like I feel like with Nia Jax. It's situation. It's a situation where you're like you gotta. It's gonna happen. You can't it's, make somebody bleed, bro.
1: What is it, it? Is is it? It's not necessarily not necessarily when it's gonna happen, but it's gonna happen every Imagine. match. Right. Is, is, it, is, it, is, it, is it to that point now? It's not or? if it's gonna happen. It's
2: when it's gonna happen.
1: Right. It's to the point now. It's like all right. Nia is having a match. Let's make yeah. sure we have the medics ready to go.
2: Yeah. Uh, know, if
1: that's an issue. CBS them,
2: graded that. A C-minus. Wow. It was a double count-out.
1: Yeah, but that goes back to old-school WWF. Right,
2: and it prolongs the storyline. I don't understand. It prolongs the storyline. Like, story That's what you say. Oscar locked Jacks in the octopus hole early in the match, but was tossed off and leveled with the clothesline. Jacks' power game dominated the early portion of the match as she tossed Oscar around with these culminating in oh, an
1: awkward-looking jackhammer. That Jap- bounce around with ease kind of doesn't really, you know, I don't think it was an easy match for Naya. I think Asuka definitely you know. Asuka so hit one final hip eyeball. attack
2: on Jax diving off the ring apron before <coughs> taking her title and walking to the back. Asuka is one of the best wrestlers on the roster and this match didn't allow her to show because Jax has not improved at the rate you would hope. Damn, they shitted on Nia Jax, damn.
1: Well, you know what? Take this information and do something about it. Get back. You know what? You know where I would see Nia Jax put her, put her back in NXT. But put her in NXT.
2: So some of my f- most, some of my favorite wrestlers are my favorite wrestlers because they can have a great match with anybody, even bad wrestlers. Yeah. So if you feel like this match was a C minus because of I- Nia Jax's performance. Out alone yeah then you're not paying attention to how great oscar is because that match was pretty intriguing like i was invested in that match
1: it wasn't a boring match i think at all minus C- is a rough it, is a that's really a rough, rough grade. grade
2: you know like i would give it like a b
1: plus at least i would say in the b's i would you know b b plus would be a good grade You know, C-minus, that seems kind of rough. That's harsh, yeah. That's why I don't fucks with CBS. CBS. Oh, what a joke.
2: Holler at us at the Undisputed Sports Broadcast. Yes, the Undisputed Sports Broadcast, because we know more than CBS. Shit, too, right? What's that? We gotta play our own shit, too, right?
1: No, no, absolutely. And look, find us on Twitter once again. We'll be getting to the kamikaze bomb here in just a moment. We're gonna finish up here with our backlash next match
2: Braun Strowman versus Miz and John Morrison. Uh, so since we're here, we're gonna combine both championship matches. The that was for the Universal Championship. And the next one is the WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre is the champion versus Bobby Lashley. I feel dis. I was d- very disappointed that both of these matches were like slam packed in the middle. In the middle of, you feel me, the Raw Women's Championship and the fucking Street Profits and the Viking Raiders, stupid shit. Which I thoroughly enjoyed, by the way, but it was still stupid.
1: shit. No, I like, I like what they're doing. I, I, I agree with you, Kamikaze. Why put like it in the middle?
2: The WWE Championship should be the main event of every pay per view. The Universal Championship should be the second main event of every pay per view, or flip it with the. Uh, Or one of the women's championships, if you want to, to put them in in one of the main events too. You feel me? But there's no way in the world you should have a singles match as the main event that ain't for a championship. And if you do that, you're disrespecting your fans and you're you're discrediting your championships and making them not important.
1: I mean, don't me wrong. I get it. The quote unquote. Greatest match ever was the main here, but I agree with
2: Kamikaze. It was a
1: good match. I agree with Kamikaze though. Your championship matches, much like any other card, you know, MMA, boxing, you know, you finish with the champion. People come to see champions.
2: Right, we come to see champions. We don't come to see the greatest match. Would have
1: been a great way to break them up, though, right? You know, if you had to put two two of those matches like they did together. Why not put the greatest match ever in between those so you get a... Right. You feel me? Do the U-
2: Universal Championship match because that was the weaker of the championship right, matches. Right. Then do the greatest match ever. And then do the WWE Championship. I that would have been perfect. I would have accepted that. Oh!
1: And then and it's it's another. I mean, is this going to now? Is this a is Scott, that why
2: Paul Heyman got fired? Is, is,
1: that's where I was just <laughs> that point. Is this why Paul Heyman got fired for one incident like this? But I mean, didn't we make a comment about this in in your house about the scheduling? Right. We we always
2: have a question. Like we we thoroughly enjoy WWE. We thoroughly enjoy the pay per views. We I'm gonna be real with you. We don't even watch AEW on Wednesdays because that's NXT. Oh, best product! <laughs> like that's the best product, wrestling product on TV right Absolutely, now. Like right. I'm not, but Absolutely. the fucking yeah. So like, but we always complain about match placement on pay per views every time. Like if I get it, we don't book the shows. But if we understand. We're the fans. We're the ones that pay for these shows. You know, we watch these shows, you know. We are the people so, you're
1: trying to keep interested. In.
2: If we have a question about match placement, I think you should probably fix the match placement.
1: You know, or what if we just did this? Why don't the fans pick the match? I'm not necessarily the matches, but the match placement. I was about to say, that sounds like Cyber Tuesday all over again. Is that what that is? Is that Was there Cyber, Cyber Tuesday?
2: Cyber Tuesday, the fans picked the. Po- Pick pick the matches and the uh,
1: match placement. Well, no, I just think at this point, I think we would probably be able to pick better matches. And it's just one of those things where here you are with the same problem you had in your house, the scheduling conflict, two championship matches, back-to-back. I don't think anybody wins there. I think you could have had one separate the other, thrown in the Randy Orton... And match. And Braun Strowman
2: versus the Miz and John Morrison. Do we really need to really dice? I mean, like how that? many times That was it, probably realistically the C minus match. That was of probably
1: that. the C minus But I wonder are we gonna give this guy a one on one match? A one on
2: one match with a with a, a believable contender. Samoa Joe. Give me Samoa Joe versus Braun Oh would,
1: would he's be not clear. Well no, I'm just saying when he is cleared. Let Lim- me Samoa Joe with Braun Strowman. I feel like could give me a good match. I feel like there's a guy. I I am seeing this happen more and more. Kamikaze, where you know he's doing these handicap matches, and I get it. He's a strong son of a bitch, but I think you need to let this guy show you what he can do and give you him a legit solo threat to the title, or he can you know he can have. You know confrontations where he can have that that in 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 the back kind of conflict that you like to see with champions.
2: Basically, what my esteemed tag team host is saying, we believe Braun Strowman is a monster among men. You don't have to tell us that story anymore. It's no, time to start showing us that the monster among men is a wrestler. Because right now all he is is a monster, and Jackson, you're not even using the monster the right way. Because if he's a monster, he's supposed to be destroying everything in his path. Why was this match even two minutes long? He should be getting Goldberg treatment right now.
1: Uh, like he's more
2: believable.
1: Uh, mission failed. I don't want to call anybody Goldberg. Especially. I'm saying
2: he should be getting like, oh, I'm in, I'm dominating matches.
1: Yeah. No, no, he should You feel me?
2: I don't want to call anybody Goldberg. No disrespect. Braun Strowman is no Goldberg. He's actually entertaining.
1: He's actually, he actually can, He I've seen him grow throughout my, my time watching him, and it's very exciting to see what he can become. Right. Obviously, they've, we've talked about in the past him becoming champion, now he is champion.
2: They're still not using him
1: right. I, they're still not using him right, and... I mean, Triple H or... No, wait. Triple H is working working with NXT. Yeah. He's but he he
2: call shots too on...
1: But I mean, Bryan I just really want them to give him a decent guy. I mean, I want him to... Obviously, you can't do the Drew McIntyre angle just yet
2: well they're both champions and they own a the yeah but you
1: can definitely do a two you can do giant versus giant kind of like epic that WrestleMania. would
2: be fire well not wrestlemania you would do that as survivor series champion okay well champion. then
1: well then you would do that at survivor series but I, I want a guy like that but I, I need a guy that's gonna put on a show work well with 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 Braun you Otis. know Otis Big E Big E! Big E? I mean, there's a guy that can definitely... Big E
2: motherfucking Langston.
1: Well, who did you say? Otis. Tucker.
2: Tucker's the guy, right? I think
1: Tucker's the guy. Well, isn't so. he supposed to be like the more skilled out of the two when it comes Man, to wrestling I mean, background?
2: they're both... I don't know what the what the wrestling background is of either of them, but they're, they're both fun to watch. I mean, Otis... You said put on a show so Otis puts on a show when he's out there. You know?
1: Yeah, but I think you could if if you gave I mean obviously it's kind of it's Tucker's the more serious one. Well, Tucker's the probably the more gifted the more gifted wrestler because I think, you know, I'm I'm seeing this more and more often. Are you saying Otis, it's
2: cuz Otis fat?
1: No, I'm just I'm, I'm I'm getting worried that Otis is becoming like a, one of those like trick ponies. Where it's just like okay, It's like uh, Scotty Too Hotty kind of shit. It's like, oh, we're here to see the worm. Give us the worm. You're getting your ass kicked. Oh, but we're here to see the worm. Or we're here to see the, oh, yeah, oh, yeah.
2: But what am I really
1: getting? Like, what am I really seeing? Like, am I here to believe that that a a 300-pound guy doing the worm and then giving me some type of elbow drop is some type of lethal... Are we, are we to the rock point now, Kamikaze? Where you know, a little you bit of You just hate that that move is not, elbow.
2: That move is not devastating, right? It's not devastating. Okay, that's what... That, it's okay, not I, I mean, I ain't gonna not, uh, That shouldn't be his finisher. It should not be the finisher. But if it's going to be the finisher, <laughs> wouldn't you like Otis to be doing that shit?
1: I just don't think if it was an Otis, Braun Strowman match, I don't think I could take it seriously. I feel like it's like your big brother and your little brother. So you don't think Otis is world championship material? Not yet. I think the fact that he got the money in the bank briefcase is a fluke.
2: I think we just got our first Wick bomb. Wick just said, Otis
1: ain't got it. Okay. All right, let, let's look at it. Could he beat Drew McIntyre? Could he beat him? Could he? Could he? I mean, he's got the money in the bank. Yeah. He's got to cash in within a year, right, Kamikaze? Mm-hmm. So right now you've got Braun Strowman and you've got Drew McIntyre, unless he's going to trade it in for some cheaper-ass title, which I know he won't do that.
2: So you're saying money in the bank, cash in, can he beat either of the champions? Can he beat either of them? He can beat them both. He can wait till Hell in a Cell. After one of them finished a brutal Hell in a Cell. Or Elimination Chamber. where one of them finished the brutal. He could beat either of them. For the championship. Anybody can.
1: I do could. You, do you want to see an, uh, uh, Otis have the, the championship title? I'm. Do you st- think that, um, that. Let me say this here.
2: If you entertain me. I can see you as champion. But. If you really don't have a real move set, your antics will only get you so far. Does it, does it. all right. So no, I now, do not want to see Otis with the championship.
1: I will say that Heavy Machinery together are great, are great, and I hope they're they're a thriving tag team eventually. When, like, when they get back together, it's but like, but separated, I don't know. I haven't seen enough of Tucker to really say a bit about his single wrestling ability. But Otis, I've seen Otis wrestle. And I'm, I'm telling you, it, it, it I don't. That's not believable. Five trick pony. It's a five trick pony. It's a five trick pony. Yeah, I, I,
2: I'm never. I never disagree with that.
1: All right. I just enjoy the character. What? It, how did we get onto this subject? I don't know. Oh, because we were talking about how Braun Strowman he's a legit
2: contender.
1: Pers- a legit contender. But it's like Bray Wyatt. shit. What? No, didn't they already do that already? Did we? Yeah, they did already. Yeah, they did that. Yeah, they yeah. Did, All right, never mind it. They didn't do it well enough. Let's say that. They didn't do that. it long enough. They didn't do oh, it Oh, well, it.
2: you know that feud isn't over. Bray don't forget. The fiend don't forget. Well, that's what I'm hoping. Because he's supposed to be coming we back. We got a new Firefly Funhouse Friday.
1: Firefly Funhouse Friday. Breaking news. All right. So we can at least say that we were entertained obviously we like Miz, we like morrison
2: right it was a good, it good. It, it was good fun but that match shouldn't have happened
1: that way in that spot either. um let's take a break kamikaze we will be hitting you right back up here on the USB sb broadcast what did you believe we're Back to the USB, the Undisputed Sports. Let's jump broadcast. right in
2: to this Biatch, and we're going past that. We're going to talk about Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. Great match um, between Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. I don't mean great as in it was a great technical match, I mean, it was a good match that I thoroughly enjoyed. I was so happy when Lana came on and caused Bobby Lashley to match. You know what?
1: But I, my hat's off to Bobby.
2: Cause you put on a better match. He put passive, a bro. better
1: match, and he's pushing himself. Yeah, and I like this new MVP Lana angle.
2: Oh, we gotta talk a little bit about RAW too, because that MVP thing. Yes, it's getting
1: bigger. All right, do you want to do you want to bring that up after we talk about the match? We might
2: as well because we're not going to do a RAW recap or anything. Yeah, like we're that. not going to do a RAW recap. So but... yesterday on RAW, MVP
1: approached Shelton Benjamin. Yes, I saw that, and put a thought in his mind as far as joining, and and MVP did mention. The 305 Club, dubbing it, the VIP I mean, party. Don't get me wrong, I mean, MVP's come back in a serious way. I mean, he's definitely been a positive force for Bobby Lashley, and he's given him a better valet than Lana. He's a valley that can
2: wrestle. I mean, I love MVP. I like you MVP. Feel me? I watch MVP. I like MVP. First stint here, so I know who MVP is. I know you probably missed
1: that. I part. saw the beginning of the, the beginning. But I mean, I I just I mean, I like what he's doing with Bobby. I saw a better match with Bobby, and I'm a Drew fan. But I like the fact that he got a better quality Bobby this time. Obviously, I like the result, you know, Drew coming out once again as a champion. But I like Bobby. I like what I like this new angle with him, and I hope I hope they do well with this. Whatever. Yeah, that Where was fun to, to watch
2: with Bobby Lashley. Y'all know I've shitted on Bobby Lashley on this podcast for any, plenty of times, but so. but
1: for good reason. Though. I'm not a Bobby
2: Lashley but fan all. But for good reason, all. though. Don't but,
1: don't don't yeah. So. Don't sell yourself short. You've shitted on him. Well deserved. To be shitted on.
2: Right, but that match was really, really good. But up next, we got the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders, and they just brought across the performance sitting on some dumb shit. They met up with some ninjas and they foot. Put... That was a perfect drop for that, because they went from being rivals to being married, and now we got the Viking Profits!
1: I love... What, whatever started this? Obviously, it was a coronavirus and the uh, media giant, then WD, to to put together something that didn't involve much contact, I guess, until we got to this backlash. But I mean, you had basketball, you had axe throwing, you had everything leading up to that. You know, kind of whatever you can do, I can do better, and I just love this whole. Literally,
2: because that was what they were fucking saying. But but are we
1: seeing? Things. I mean, obviously, after they went through what they went through, a backlash. Are we seeing a kind of conjoined brothership here? Well, they teamed up. What's well, what I mean? Raw like, yesterday. well, I'm saying now we've seen them on Raw. They, they obviously work together well. I'm telling you, if you go well, and put the we sea
2: prophets say- and the Viking raiders in a faction like that, like, that is weird, but it's just like us. You feel me? Maybe that's
1: what the world wants to see right now. That's you know? what Maybe
2: that's what we need to see.
1: Maybe that's what two we need Vikings to see. Vikings
2: versus two street guys. No. I mean, not versus,
1: with. I would hate to be the guy that comes up with a t-shirt for that, but I like it. I like it. What do you mean? It's going to have the Viking, the Viking
2: Prophets logo. You ain't not see the Viking Prophets logo? The
1: <laughs> Viking Prophets. That's what they are. No, I have not seen the logo. You're <laughs> I'm
2: just saying. That's what they call them.
1: The Viking Prophets. <laughs> um, no, but I I mean, obviously, great match. I'm a huge
2: Street Profits it's, fan. I'm a huge Viking Raiders fan. Viking fans, Raiders Even though they're fan. still the Absolutely. War Raiders to me.
1: Uh, I love the smoke, but I mean... Um, no, I mean, I just lo- I want to see more. I want to see where they, how far they can push this whole thing. That's Because it. I, I, I love it. I love it, comic It's entertaining to me, and I just, you know, I just, I just can't get enough. I want more.
2: And on to our main event. Ladies and gentlemen.
1: <laughs>
2: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I present to you. The greatest wrestling match ever. And it features the Rated R Superstar
0: Edge
2: and the Viper, or Legend
1: Killer. I like Legend Killer. Randy
2: Orton.
1: That match was was awesome. So this this match, Kamikaze, was pegged as... The greatest. The
0: greatest wrestling
1: match Real quick, before we we dive into Do you think that was their idea or this was Vince's idea? Um... I mean, because obviously to quote your match as the greatest match From what I saw,
2: I think it was whoever wrote it's idea. Okay. Okay. And... Like, when I saw the greatest wrestling match ever Monica put on this match, I expected them to try to have, like, literally the greatest wrestling match ever. But as soon as I seen the referee in an old school shirt, you know, and started seeing, like, little intricacies that made me... Oh, this is a fucking parody. A parody of... Uh... Basically, some of the greatest wrestling matches, we're going to put this spot, th- that spot in it to try to make it, you know, be like, oh, somebody might argue that this is the greatest match at, at ever. Let's take a spot from that. This would make, might be the greatest match. Up. Let's take a spot from that. Once I seen the fucking referee, I was like, oh, yeah, this is a parody.
1: Of- oh, yeah. Shout out to WWE for doing that uh, great moment there for the Fink.
2: Yeah, that was really, really good. I got to gotta, gotta nice, mention that, moment. like, Fink, having Fink announce uh, Randy Ranio, and I'm glad that while he was alive, he got the opportunity to provide that voiceover for them. Not to
1: mention uh, the original Mike from Madison Square Garden. Right. And then the referee was wearing a uniform. Was wearing the original referee blue shirt uniform, with the right. bow tie. That was <laughs>
2: when I realized it was a parody. Well, I was like, oh,
1: you remember, I looked at you, I said, oh, this is a parody. No, but it was well done. I mean, re- I mean, really, just
2: that match was fucking awesome. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I got to see another motherfucking punt kick.
1: So obviously, we have Edge winning one. Now Randy winning one. We see and three... we
2: seen a pre the promo yesterday on Raw that right. sets up Edge Orton three. And if Edge Orton one was good. Edge Orton 2 is good. I can't wait for Edge Orton 3.
1: Well, I mean, obviously it's building towards that. We saw Christian come out Monday.
2: Yeah, and Christian got his fucking head kicked off. Yeah,
1: he's got his head punted in. And
2: he got fucking <coughs> booped in the nuts by fucking... uh
1: By Ric Flair, <laughs> Ric Flair, which was a big surprise because I didn't really think he was... Wait, you forget about Evolution, right? Yes. Yeah,
2: Ric Flair... Randy Orton, Batista, Triple H. Uh, I get that. I that, get that. Yeah.
1: I get Evolution, that. Evolution. That's think...
2: like that's like NWO. That's for life. Well,
1: that I guess. Well, that's <laughs> what I guess. What, maybe we should get to that point. Is that you know we should maybe bring that up. Is that I guess Ric Flair doesn't forget who his friends are.
2: Yeah. Cause you remember last week we did a a a a a list of top five greatest factions in wrestling, right?
1: Evolution was on the list.
2: Yeah, but they weren't your number one.
1: No, they were not my number.
2: Who number one it was it? They? they were your number one. Exactly. And you see how they resurface. Cause it's still fucking relevant. Whatever factions you see from back in the day, that NWO ain't relevant.
1: Wow. How dare you? I thought it was faux life. Such a godly... Apparently
2: Apparently evolution is faux life.
1: Or until you put a racist video out on the internet. Who put a racist video out on the internet? Hogan did. That's why he's no longer a part of the WWE anymore, buddy. No, he is back.
2: He's allowed to return to the WWE now. Uh But, fuck Hogan. We don't speak about Hogan on this podcast. We are an anti-Hulk Hogan podcast over here. So, Randy Orton recanted his uh, Black Lives Matter uh, stance.
1: He recanted. Yes. Yeah, so when what did he when say Colin Kaepernick
2: first kneeled, he he jumped all on cat.
1: Oh. Now oh. he's
2: like, oh, I've been stupid. I finally listened. Now I understand
1: second big superstar to say that don't you remember Drew Brees saying something along the lines of but saying I should stop talking exactly and I should listen and I should listen more more people should probably get this sentiment a little bit more common cause the fact that
2: I mean it's not hard to understand um it's not about freaking wanting more rights than anyone it's about wanting equal rights equal rights for everyone don't mean less rights for anyone you feel 2020. Me? That's where the misconception is with with Black Lives Matter. People think that oh, black people want more rights than that than us. That's not the case. You feel me? But some oh, people think that.
1: So overall grading Kamikaze on backlash.
2: Um, I'll give that a solid B.
1: I'm gonna give it a solid B minus. Only because. We didn't see what we wanted to see, obviously, with Morrison and Miz. I saw it more of a gimmick match. Obviously, we we probably knew we were going to win that match.
2: And I knew it was a gimmick match going in when I seen it announced. So, sometimes, and this goes out to the internet wrestling community, the IWC, sometimes you have to temper your expectations. You feel me? When you see the match card and you understand what WWE has always been, don't give them more credit than they deserve. Don't expect more than you ever get from them. If you already expect a shit show, you might get a great show. Good point. You feel me? So, it's like, I knew what I was gonna get with that Braun Strowman handicap match type shit. So, I wasn't very disappointed in it. I didn't like it. I'm not going to say I liked it. No. But I wasn't disappointed because it was what I expected. Right. You know,
1: try again. Uh, No, I mean, that and then it wasn't an iconic night. I was really hoping it was going to be an iconic night. Yeah, I know that kind of broke your
2: heart. But you know I love Sasha. And when Sasha's wearing gold, I'm feeling like gold. That's true. That's true, baby. Uh, Adam Cole reference and we ain't even talking about NXT that's how you know NXT is the greatest wrestling show on TV
1: <laughs> alright so we finish up with our backlash recap I hope you enjoyed watching it as well um, we'll recap the next pair. per view going down the road we're going to hit you up here with the kamikaze bomb but
2: before the kamikaze bomb I want to tell you to like and subscribe the Undisputed Sports Broadcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Sticker, Sticker, Stitcher, Stitcher, Spotify, all those podcast consuming sites that y'all listen to. Wherever you listen to your podcast at, wherever you listen, search us Undisputed Sports Broadcast. As soon as you type in Undisputed, you're gonna see Skip and Shannon. That's not what you're looking for, but do listen to Skip and Shannon because that's a really great podcast. I awesome. listen to it myself. But you want to type in undisputed sports broadcast, not broadcast. That's those other folks, the you know the, the chicks over at NFL. You feel me? They do that shit. We are a broadcast. It's two guys, one's black, one's white. Two guys from the other side, of, the other end of the spectrum. You know. Absolutely. He's a Bucks fan. I'm a Ravens fan. You know.
1: Always say shit eyes. like
2: that. You know, so, but, I'm just saying, it's us. If you look at the picture, you'll see the white guy wearing the number seven jersey. And the black guy wearing the number five jersey. Yes, that's a Joe Flacco jersey for you Ravens fans out there. Martin Gramatica for
1: me, guys. I love Joe Flacco. He won me a championship. But time for the kamikaze bomb I wasn't
2: finished with promo oh, sorry. <laughs> We are going into another Carter's barbecue promo that's why Once I'm again
1: in. Carter's barbecue located in Lake Wells and Mulberry just plain good Carter's barbecue your choice In catering for any occasion, birthdays, quinceañeras, graduations. Obviously now with our 2020 graduation parties happening, Carter's Barbecue is your place to get your barbecue needs. Everything is just plain good there at Carter's, located in Lake Wales and Mulberry.
2: And I'm going to invite you once again to like... The Sideline Facebook group, if you understand football, you know your shit, you follow your team, you don't have to fo- follow every NFL team, but we would prefer if you did, they're looking for admins, so, holler at them on the Sideline, you can find me on Twitter, at Kamikaze underscore bomb. You can direct message me if you want to be an admin. You can like them on Facebook and find out how to be an admin there. Patwick, what is your Twitter handle? You don't know because I made your Twitter. <laughs> Patwick's Twitter handle is patwick underscore USB. Find him at patwick underscore USB. Follow So, yes, you can follow the both of us. Me, Dre Kamikaze, at Kamikaze underscore bomb, at Pat Wick, Pat Wick underscore USB. Follow us, baby. Like and subscribe to Undisputed Sports Broadcast on your favorite podcast platform.
1: Once again, you know what time it is. Kamikaze (laughs) bomb, baby. That
0: sound
1: can only mean one thing.
2: I mean, my mom's... <laughs> I don't know. I ain't know. know what I was pushing. I just pushed it. But yeah, so Major League Baseball. <laughs> I think this one right here is going to be a wick and kamikaze bomber because we are both very pissed off with the fact that you guys can't come to a fucking agreement to bring us baseball
1: Rob Manfred I feel like you failed as commissioner not to see both sides of this thing I feel like at this point in baseball we may not see it in 2020 what the fuck is the problem or the hold up baseball is the sport
2: with the least amount of fucking contact we said that on the last show
1: once again kamikaze it's just all about that money maybe
2: Baseball. Figure it out. Well, what and the... I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta defend the players. At this point, the MLBPA, because there's no way you're supposed to expect players to take as steep of a pay cut as you're asking them to keep. Yeah, I get it. You lose money on ticket sales and concessions, Wait. but you make up that money on fucking TV.
1: But Kamikaze, we have to bring up to the fact that the the. The Turner Sports Broadcast just made a deal with MLB to broadcast every professional sports game for up to a billion dollars.
2: You heard that?
1: Up to a billion dollars. You heard it? Broadcast that? their their playoff all playoff games on Turner Broadcasting. That's sports. just
2: playoff games, billions. Not bro. to mention we've
1: we've mentioned before on the show about rev, revenues going up for their TV revenue deals. A lot of teams what are up. So this lack of money that somehow okay. the owners don't seem to have right now is very surprising, Kamikaze. Because these players have signed contracts; they've signed, and baseball is one of these leagues where it, the money is guaranteed. So these players have signed their contracts; and they cut. are ready to play. Pay cut. And these owners are wanting to, and I will—I I won't use the word. I'll spell it out to you. They're getting R A P E D. Right. There's only no one way to say it I mean these players are playing Was I not supposed to say the word? I don't know I don't know if that's a bad word to say right. I don't know if they they can say it. I don't know if we can say it But uh, the thing well, about ka- Kamikaze it twice. If you're getting a percentage of a payment Better That you've N- already signed a contract for Kamikaze
2: Yeah And it's like at that point it's like pennies on a dime You know Because, like, I understand, you feel me, they make a shit ton of money and they should be happy about, you feel me, whatever they can get out of their careers. But when you make a lot of money, you live a certain lifestyle. And I can understand because even at our job, we have a slow season. Absolutely. You know, and when we go from busy season to slow season, the lifestyle got to change. Yeah, that's true. You know, so it's like... You know, I get where they're coming from, like the players not wanting to take as steep of a pay cut, and I, I do think that they would take agree to some
1: sort of pickup, but not so drastic, not so drastic. Days. And remember, you're talking about billionaires talking to millionaires, right? Now, and remember this, Kamikaze is the fact that the 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 owners themselves could take this one just this year. On the chin. On the chin and, and remember, be fine. And remember when they renegotiate the contracts down the road, they TV can deals? always they can TV always T V deals
2: we're talking about.
1: We can always they can always bring, they can always bring this up to the players association and say, Hey, remember that year when we took it on the chin and we gave you a full deal? They can always bring this up because that would just work towards Better negotiations with players and owners. So
2: this is to the Major League Baseball Association, or whatever you are. There is no reason that baseball should not be on our TV. You should be playing players what they were supposed to be playing to play baseball. I get it. You're going to lose some money. But you're fucking filthy rich. Take it on the chin and give us fucking baseball. That's the kamikaze bomb, and that one was a wick and kamikaze bomb, so it's double trouble for your ass, major
1: league. You've just heard Kamikaze's bomb. <laughs> now we got a coronavirus update. Everybody got Corona. coronavirus. So,
2: so CCL got a coronavirus. Cor-
1: everybody's got coronavirus, but I think we're finally. I think it. The more testing we're doing, we're finding out people that had it originally, and it didn't affect them the way that other people were reported. So we're seeing a lot right. of different reports out there, Kamikaze, as far as what's going on out there. Um, you did surprise the hell out of me the other day, and I hope you hope you don't feel like I'm dissing you on this, but you came home, and you got me excited because you are like, hey, Pat Wick, the NBA just pushed up their season, they're gonna start sooner. And I said, That's fantastic. That's that's <laughs> <amazing."> <laughs> And what does he tell me? Oh, wait a second. Don't get don't get excited. Uh it's only one day. Mission failed. <laughs> hey, what? So thank you, Kamagazi, for giving me that report on the one day up on the scheduled start date of the NBA season. Once again, it's no longer July 31st, it's July 30th, if I'm correct, Kamikaze. Uh,
2: that's what I read. I, I, dog, I had to present it the same way it was presented to me because when I read the headline, it said, NBA moves up, whoa, announced NBA moves up uh start date. So, like, I had to announce it the same way to you.
1: This just in, Kamikaze, once again, we've got some new coronavirus updates. WWE, as of today, Kamikaze, that's correct. Yeah,
2: that was the first time I saw it. Uh, Somebody from the WWE Performance Center uh, tested positive for the coronavirus, and WWE has halted production so far. But I'm pretty sure they had a few shows previously recorded that we're going to get to see here in the next few days.
1: But think about that. That that was like the mainstay throughout this whole coronavirus uh, epidemic is that wrestling was somehow controlled and somehow they, they, they not necessarily controlled. Really well, control can you really control people? Well, well, I mean, I'm just, it's just a shame to me that they're getting affected now. Because for a while, and I, and I hung my hat on it, the fact that whenever anybody would say, you know, as, we, or as we're as we out there in the general public, and everybody would say, oh, we don't have any sports to watch. Well, I can always combat that and say, well, we have wrestling. We have wrestling.
2: But you know what What that person would say to you that say we well, ain't got no sports to watch? Wrestling's not a sport. And you know what you do? You smack them dead in their motherfucking face. Because wrestling is a sport. You can't be a wrestler if you're not a fucking athlete. You break your fucking neck and paralyze yourself for eight months. Trust me, I lived it.
1: But, once again, back to the Corona. So, we have NHL. We have soccer leagues going on. Korean baseball still going on. Once again, like you said, baseball still not getting their act together. Say what? But here we are, pressing into the NFL season as we go into the summer and we're going into the um, ideal that facilities are opening up now, Kamikaze.
2: Coaches are returning to teams. Some players can return to teams, but we can't toss the football to each other. So um, here in Tampa, if uh, Tom Beatty throw the ball, the receivers can't catch it.
1: Your coach Harbaugh made a good point, is with all these new rules... Going into the back on what you can't do, can't do. Can you really hold kamikaze a a proper scrimmage practice or any type of practice with the... You can't
2: have contact. You can't have a fucking... You can't be within six six feet of each other. How the fuck are we supposed to huddle?
1: And it goes to show you who's really making these rules. And I get it, they're for safety kamikaze and i'm
2: good because we got a freakish freakish athlete at quarterback so
1: but i'm saying if you're doing if you're doing the diligence and everybody's getting tested before they enter and then you're doing the temperature screen to to when it gets to that point where you're out in the practice field does it really matter because it's only your guys out there it's not like you have fans i'm sure the fan um interaction is pretty limited or, or probably next to none but I'm just saying, at that point, you've done your testing before the guys got to the facility. You've done your temperature checks before they've gotten on the field. What do you really need to worry about anymore at that point? I mean, if everybody's been tested and everybody's cleared to go, and whoever can go on the field can go on the field. Obviously, if you've been tested and you've failed, you can't go on the field. But what's the problem in that? I mean, I mean, Harbaugh brings up a great point that, that the rules don't really stipulate an effective practice. You're talking about probably about, about you know how how many how many individuals on a roster on a football field, in Kamikaze? Uh, what <clears throat> during the game? I'm just saying. Let's say the team's running a practice. What would what would a normal uh, amount of people be on a practice? 62, 52? It's about ninety right now. Okay, so you're talking about ninety players doing individual workouts with space, and you're trying to. Accomplish, uh, um, let's say, a drill with ninety or so people. It's impossible. You can't do it at six feet apart. Six like, feet apart. Do it in shifts. So, so I mean, we need to really get a grasp on these corona, uh, um, as far as prequels, when we get into our leagues, because obviously basketball will be in the next league and, to to run and into these. Problems. That's
2: where football has the advantage because it's gonna get to watch basketball show us how we can do this.
1: which is funny to me because baseball should have been the first person to gravitate towards we, this.
2: We we already ripped baseball, we're not even gonna speak on it no more until they till they until we see an opening day pitch. If if I we can, will not speak on baseball if I anymore.
1: can watch Korean baseball kamikaze at five o'clock in the morning, I should be able to watch American baseball. Right. But and it we, sucks but, but cuz right. we gotta
2: go to work. So we can't watch Korean baseball. So, Major League Baseball, you need to get your shit together. Otherwise you will not be spoken about on the Undisputed Sports Broadcast with Drake Kamikaze and Pat Witt.
1: Oh, he just said it, so it must be true. So, um that was that our coronavirus update?
2: Um, yeah. Uh, else to a speak whole bunch about? of people got the coronavirus now. You can Google who got the coronavirus in professional sports and it'll tell you I'm not gonna list everybody, but just be careful okay. out there. Uh, wear right, your but... masks, wear your gloves. Protect yourself.
1: Before we finish with our coronavirus update, we were informed earlier yesterday that Ezekiel Elliott is one of the new candidates for coronavirus.
2: Yeah, and I'm hearing a few other NFL players. Guys. But but let me
1: ask you a question. When in this nation has it been fair to report anything medical on anybody? Ezekiel Elliott actually tweeted,
2: HIPAA?
1: Question mark. Right. Well, I mean, it just gets to the point now that now that he's been the first kind of person to kind of been ex- well, unfortunately exposed. Now that the Dallas Cowboys have basically tightened everything as far as not questioning or not answering any questions to the general media as far as any testing going on, anything going on. I heard also rumors of the Texans being involved and you know doing some future testing, but it go really goes to show you. You know how did they get this information? Who opened this information? I'm sure it wasn't the agent at the time.
2: No, somebody at the hospital
1: leaked it. But, but it goes to show you. I mean, and, 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 you can't uh, trust nobody. And this when person... you
2: when you are a public figure, you cannot trust anybody with sacred information.
1: But what what if this? What if? And, I, and I'm I'm only saying this as a as a as a, a journalist, sort of speak, a, a podcast person. What if he had AIDS? And this, and this information He would have been Magic Johnson. Well, no, <laughs> I'm just saying that. What if he the had world AIDS did. or HIV and he was to said media group that, that releases that information? Because obviously, someone leaked it. Some media group picked it up and leaked it out to the rest of us. And now we know for a fact that Ezekiel has COVID. all right and Who's next? You know, at this point, is it like a COVID-19 watch as far as your favorite uh, athletes or movie stars? Of course.
2: Without a question, if that information becomes readily available to anybody in the media, if that shit becomes available to me, I'm going to spread it. Bro, I'm sorry. That's just the way it goes. If you didn't want to fucking have it out there, don't get the fucking coronavirus. And coronavirus?
1: Maybe not. That's get, just how it goes, bro. Media
2: get, is media.
1: Maybe not get tested.
2: Maybe not get tested. Mm, but hell. you gotta know whether or not you dead. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. Well, you find that out in the hospital, I guess, right? <laughs> what? You want you, you taking oh, your last yeah. round? <sighs> uh,
1: guess
2: you got, this is it. God, <laughs> by the
1: way, you got coronavirus.
2: All right, forget about that damn coronavirus. We're gonna go into the wix list. And Pat Wick has a great one. And you know Dre Kamikaze got a rebuttal. Let's slide back on into the show.
1: Once again, thank you Kamikaze for that smooth entrance. I've been enjoying this little snack. And the beer that Kamikaze did mention earlier in the show. Heineken. Once again, such a smooth drink going down. We are about to embark on, once again, Pat Wicks, Wicks, List, motherfucker
2: Slap the Motherfucker up.
1: Once again, this is Pat's List, or I'm sorry, Wicks, Pat Wicks, List, Wicks, List, yes. Once again, this is Wicks, List. Now, Kamikaze,
2: we apologize, we've been drinking, we've been smoking
1: we've been talking yeah about um i hope i'm doing this list right and i'm hope i'm doing it justice um wix list this week folks uh, and i know this is uh, It might seem a little stereotypical considering what's happening but i feel like we need to embrace embrace or reflect on on past positivity in our in our history And I went with this week with our top five greatest uh, figures in black sports history. I hope I'm saying this right. Uh, You're saying it
2: in a respectful manner, so I guess this is the right way.
1: Well, I just want to make sure that, you know, people, you know, with all the negativity out there, that people remember that, you know, obviously we are a sports show. So, well, I'm going to try, try to keep it 100 and I'm trying to keep, keep it positive and remember great moments in, in, in not just sports history, and uh, not in just black history, but in, in history in general, and just, in, and just to pinpoint a lot of black historical figures that have made a lot of headway positively in sports, in kamikaze. And. I want to start off with some few of the um, ones that, two people that some people may have not known about. And I want to start off with someone that you might reflect on, Kamikaze, which I feel like you should know a lot about this guy, but maybe you don't, but maybe you do. Maybe you wrote a report about him and I just have not talked talk to you about it yet. Yeah. But well, of course, I am talking about a gentleman by the name of Fritz Pollard. This is 1920. That's crazy, bro. Did you bring up, did you? Did Fritz, did Fritz Pollard made your list, Kamikaze? Because I, I did mention the fact that, you, you you did mention the fact that you had a list to combat my list, sort of. I have a list to combat
2: your list, but Fritz Pollard is not on it.
1: Wait, Fritz Pollard.
2: That's what I said. Prince oh, I thought Pollard. you said Chris Pollard. Okay. But I just read about
1: him earlier
2: today while I was on lunch. All right. Well, I didn't know anything about this man
1: until today. For, for some of the, from some of those some of those of you that don't know who Fritz Pollard was, he was one of two black players to play in the NFL. The first two black players to play in the NFL in 1920. And then, in in 1921, Kamikaze became the first co-head coach of the Akron Pros, which was the original team he played for. But he was actually, at that point in 1921, being the head co-coach, or co-head coach, became the first African-American black coach in NFL history. I didn't know that. Next coach... Kamikaze, just so you know the significance of this gentleman, Mr. Fritz Pollard, the next black coach didn't get hired, sir, until 1989, with Arshel being hired by the Los Angeles Raiders. So you're talking about a gap of 1920 to 1989. That's crazy. That's crazy. <coughs> and my hat's off to Pip Fitz Pollard. Going in now to 1961. Ooh, nineteen sixty one. Oh
2: forget my number five.
1: Oh, I didn't know how you wanted to do a yeah, comic cause I didn't know if yeah. you wanted to do you wanted to combat my five with your five. Yeah, or I wanna combat your five. You go right ahead. Because sir. Yeah.
2: Yes. <coughs> Black Lives Matter. But it is also true that all lives matter.
1: All lives matter.
2: <coughs> and Challenge Jackson I am going to counter with with his list, oh wow, of I like it. Top five Black American sports figures in history, Uh-oh. with the top White American sports figures in history. How's about it? <laughs> Four motherfucking kamikaze bombs. <laughs> and my number five White sports. Figure in American history is a man by the name of Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky, wow! Yes. Canadian make leaf hockey player. Everybody knows who this guy is. I don't even watch hockey. And when you mention hockey, the first person
1: I think about is Wayne Gretzky. Uh, there the, you go. The greatest goal scorer in NHL history. The greatest Canadian in NHL And the Cuban-Canadian tells you
2: exactly who the uh, fuck Wayne Gretzky. is. Literally,
1: the guy was younger than anybody else, scoring more than anybody else. was a smaller guy in a big guy's game and still <laughs> led his team. Uh, Edmonton Oilers broke his heart uh, by trading him to Los Angeles Kings. But that is a great number five kamikaze. Way to go. I
2: fucking love luminary. Like my grandma used to steal them bitches from work when she used to work in the hospital. Yeah. Bro, I used to eat them bitches all night. I'm
1: picky about which ones.
2: Shortbreads, but these are fucking
1: good. Uh going into my number four kamikaze, is a little bit of a shocker. I didn't know where to go with this, so I'm gonna go with Charlie Stifford. You may not rem you may no, not know I don't the, know the who name. That guy is. Uh nineteen sixty one. This is a golfer, a black golfer, became the first black player to earn a PGA Tour card in 1961. Now, think of the times, Kamikaze, in 1961, we're talking about uh, uh, people wanting... I hope you got
2: another golfer on your list if you got this guy on there. Nope, nope, Tiger didn't make my
1: list. Tiger didn't make my list. So this sounds like a history lesson out of top five. Well, because you don't get Tiger unless you get Charlie. How do you know? Because there's not a senior Tiger... Tiger don't even
2: think he black!
1: What? Well, okay, alright.
2: The motherfucker said he Asian. All
1: and right. Asian only. Alright, but remember, who taught Tiger golf? His daddy, right? You don't think your, his daddy knew about Charlie Stifford, the first black golfer, everyone's PGA Tour. And he also won the 1967 Great Hartford tiger Open Tiger Woods invitation. is the
2: greatest golfer of all time. If you I got would, a list of top five... African American sports biggest in America Tiger woods, and you put a golfer on it, and it ain't Tiger woods. You listen. The looking. first, wow.
1: the first guy, <laughs> the first guy to win, to get a a PGA golf tour card in a racially divided country. Not to mention, became the first black golfer in 1967 to win it, win a golf tournament.
2: Yeah, but I'm pretty sure in a
1: predominantly I'm white sport. I'm pretty sure who, not. who doesn't break barriers more than that.
2: I'm pretty sure none of our listeners are
1: going to know who that guy is. But if you
2: said Tiger Woods, they'd have been like, oh, he knows. But that's the
1: point, Kamikaze. If they don't know who he is, but I somehow shed light on them, and then they research him, then obviously I've done Charlie justice. Everybody knows who Tiger Woods is. Mad
2: respect to Charlie. You was the first or something, but Tiger Woods is way better than you, and he should be on this list, even though he think he only ate Obviously. (laughs) obviously. Shoot me (laughs) with your number four, buddy. My number four on my top five white American figures in sports list. How
1: How you like, gonna, th- this, how you like this word,
2: this though? Is, before I get, get in the four? This is you thought good. I was going to do a top five blacklist, didn't you? And I
1: got a white no, no, I think it's very appropriate. It's I, think very it's, appropriate I think it's right. I think so if I have all a black inclusion,
2: life, right? No, absolutely. Equal opportunity all in lives, this motherfucker. All
1: lives matter, absolutely. All right, hand me what's your number four. Hey, hashtag that
2: will Black Lives Matter so people don't yell at you.
1: Hashtag
2: tell, Black you, Lives Matter. You have to tell them that Black lives still matter. All, if you say, if I agree. You say
1: all lives, it means that. You don't care about the problem that black right. people have, right? Well, you know right. what? Okay, I so will you need do. To signify both. I will do what my I will do the right thing here. Black lives do matter. They have always mattered. I've never stopped mattering about them. But my uh, number four. Number four. Pat Tillman. Oh wow. Wow, that was
0: uh,
1: a... Pat Tillman. Yeah. And the reason why
2: he's an important sports figure is because this is a guy who's pretty good at his sports job. Said, fuck this shit. I'm going to go fight for my country when his country needed him at the most. And he lost his life. So I'm going to put him on this list. He's at number four. Because his career, his sports career was cut short due to his need to serve his country. No, I did And we're doing this whole black lives, you know. White lives. White lives. All lives. All lives lives thing. Parody thing, you know, here. And I want to shed light on the real situation here is that we're one country. You feel me? And
0: we need to all figure out how to love each
2: other. But this guy right here is the epitome of what a patriot should be. No
1: argument. He quit. No argument. His there. easy
2: day job of playing a game of football to go fight a war that he lost his life in. No,
1: and I and I and I think this is a mad
2: respect to Pat Tillman. He's important because I've never watched him play, but I know who the fuck he is. No, I
1: think that's a great and honorable number four, Kamikaze. Do you want to shoot me your number three before you shoot? I shoot you my number three.
2: I can go ahead and do that. My number three, he's been mentioned on this podcast already today. Mr. Woo! Oh, wow. What a great one. Himself. The boy, Ric Flair,
1: and the fact that you put a um, a wrestler on Kamikaze, I love it. I love it. Wrestling is a sport. Isn't no, it? no, no. And 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 then that's why I'm saying I love it because you know so many people don't look at those figures, but remember. Wrestling is sewn into the, the quilt of fabric of of America. This is Americana here. You don't have America without wrestling. You don't have the, wrestling America.
2: The reason why I put Ric Flair on my list is because I do believe that wrestling is a sport. And the reason why I believe that Ric Flair is one of the greatest of all time and the most important figure in wrestling, white figure in wrestling, is because... Everything that I love about wrestling has Ric Flair's fingerprints on it. The greatest wrestler of all time, in my opinion, is Shawn Michaels. Wow. Shawn retired Ric Flair. The second greatest wrestler of all time, in my opinion, was groomed by Ric Flair. The third greatest wrestler of all time is Ric Flair. The fourth greatest wrestler, in my opinion, of all time, has a relationship with Rick Flair. Rick Flair has a daughter in the WWE right now. And she's probably the greatest women's wrestler of all time in WWE.
1: Yeah. Accolades no, alone. There's no denying ability that.
2: Ability alone. Like, I love Charlotte. And I love to hate her.
1: In Rick's ability to kind of uh, go across different cultures. Right. The black community, I feel like, really embraces Ric Flair. Miko's got
2: a song called Ric Flair Drip.
1: Right. And I feel like you you didn't really know that. But if you don't know Charlotte, you don't know Ric Flair. And obviously, Charlotte loves them some Ric Flair. And so does everybody else. If you, I mean, Snoop Dogg himself gives props to Ric Flair because Everybody of his style. Everybody no, Ric Flair, bro. So, no, Styling,
2: I, I, profiling, wheeling and dealing,
1: kiss-stealing. No, I... I. Lil Z I, riding,
2: I, son of a gun, Whoop!
1: I agree. I mean, you're number three just sets it out of the park. Should have been maybe number one. Nah, when
2: you hit number one, you won't understand why he ain't number one.
1: Uh, so, on uh, my number three, when it gets to this point, you've got to bring up at least one of these two historical figures, and I brought up both. And I'm talking about number three is uh, Jackie Roosevelt Robinson. Okay. And April...
2: That's the name? That's the first name on your list?
1: That's not my first name. That I agree with. Okay. (laughs) Robinson obviously broke the color barrier line when he started her first base for the Brooklyn Dodgers. And he heralded the end of racial segregation in professional baseball. And that he relegated black, that had relegated black players to Negro League since 1980. So think about that. Baseball now, you could see it, it's predominantly Hispanics and blacks and whites. But if you look at the majority of the players, they're predominantly black or maybe Hispanic. I think Hispanics. Hispanics, right. definitely. So you, that demographic, you, they own the league. So, I want to give you a few as far as tidbits. Obviously, uh, Rookie of the Year 1947, MVP 1949, All-Star six times, Hall of Fame 1962, and if you didn't know how important this gentleman was to the game of baseball, there's there's a day set aside, Kamikaze, that everybody in the sport of baseball wears the number 42 for Jackie Robinson. Now, think about that in your favorite sport, kamikaze, football. Being known as that historic of a figure to where everybody playing that day has your number on. I would hate Wow. That. What a symbol. What a symbol. That's why he made my great number symbol, three. Great symbol, but I would hate it if That would make my number three. But in baseball, it makes sense. That's
2: great. Uh, 100%. I did a book report on Jackie Robinson.
1: I know all about him. <laughs> I love, that. I love, I love the the the, the Roosevelt. I love you, yeah, know, if, if you if you ever if you ever look at very historic black figures, you you see that that stoic uh, middle name. I, I I just always remember that, and it just it's just good to see Roosevelt in the middle of that Jackie Robinson name. Um, do you need me to go ahead and go to my number two before you go to your number no, two? No, let me
2: jump into my number two because I want you to reveal your number one first. Well, how am I going to reveal my number one if I'm still on my number two? No, you do two and then one. You'll do two and when I finish with my two.
1: Okay. You'll do your two and then your one. Go ahead with that number two, Kamikaze.
2: Number two. It's going to be a tie. Between... Ooh. David Stern, former commissioner of the National Basketball Association, and Al Davis, former owner of the Oakland and Los Angeles.
1: Reason why. Wait, 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 wait. Before you you, you continue your list, comic guys, let me just say this is one of the most accurate lists. As far as uh, for a variety of different sports, I want to commend you on giving a pretty accurate and, and pretty honest list when it comes to uh, uh, your list. And you haven't really stuck to; you've kind of jumped from you know one sport to another. And every every guy you've mentioned so far, including the two you've just started off with now, Al Davis and David Stern. David Stern. Two historic gentlemen that were in predominantly black and white leagues, and what they provided for their league. But go ahead and and finish your comment. You
2: kind of led into why they're number two on this
1: list because these. Tied, by the way, by the way. Tied. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And it's because I couldn't not put the person that I put number one at number one. No, I understand. Because like I, I would have gave completely. David Stern the edge and put him number one if my number one wasn't who he is. You feel me? So, but I need to speak about these two historic figures in their separate sport. David Stern is probably the greatest commissioner of the National Basketball Association I have ever seen. I'm a little pissed at him because he be told he's the one that be told the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers. Yeah, but that's
1: only because you didn't. You I, that that's personal. Right. That's personal. That
2: one is personal. But I'm not going to hold that against him because he did a lot of great things for the basketball for basketball. And the sport
1: that we love, absolutely.
2: I became a I I I started to learn about basketball under the David Stern. And some of the rules were a little bit tougher when yeah. he was the absolutely. commissioner and in basketball made more sense and I'm not going to knock Adam Silver cuz he's a great commissioner too.
1: Yeah, but, but he's only he makes
2: make, he makes basketball so easy and so soft.
1: But he's make he's only a good he's only a good commissioner because he learned from the best. Right. He learned from the best. He learned and, from David Stern. And I agree if you look at what David Stern inherited, he he, he, inherited, he inherited a Goon squad. There was a lot of teams playing more physical basketball than actual basketball, it was more of a playground type of atmosphere, where guys were, were were was flat out, you know, guys were getting in fights more than playing basketball, and guys were there physically as enforcers. And David turned over time, you know, created what what you see now as a billion dollar industry. Yeah, shooters.
2: All right, so and I put Al Davis on this list because I mean, not
1: to mention, yeah, of course, Al Davis.
2: Al Davis is tied because if the league does not hate Al Davis so much, all of these safety rules that are being put in place to protect offensive players and players in general would not have started. Because all of the rule changes and the way that the league has shifted started with the tuck rule. The tuck rule occurred because the league hated Al Davis. Without that, we wouldn't have the league that we have today, which is a funner league to watch because Lamar Jackson be going wiggy with, with it.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, not to mention a guy that really brought the AFC product to a national stage. Jeez, right, and, An American
2: and, Football Conference. Yeah,
1: and he was one of the inflowing products to to bring that together. As far as a complete package with the NFL and the AFL and the godfather of football, yeah, I, I mean, would, I, I would
2: consider on that,
1: yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I definitely what, what he's considered uh, great number two, yeah, appreciate especially that. the fact that it was a split up like that. I really like that a lot, yeah. Um, I couldn't
2: pick one. I football.
1: I, I don't want you to think that my number two is disrespectful to any reason. Only because he should be in a lot of people's list, number one. Okay. But I only made him number two because I feel like the one ahead of him is more significant only because they only got a short amount of shelf life before they they did what they did. And obviously they were affected by it. So I'm gonna give my number two, and then if you'd like to give your number one, and I'll no, go. I want you two. to
2: go into your number one, right? Okay.
1: Here. So now my number two is obviously uh, Muhammad Ali. Ali, Cassius Clay. Number two. Is my and only because, and I'll listen to this, Kamikaze. Ali refused to be drafted into the military, citing his religious beliefs and opposition to the Vietnam War. Yeah. Which is his right. He was arrested and found guilty of draft should be his right, but it ain't his right, let me say that. Draft evasion and stripped of his boxing title. Now remember, he was a um he fought Sonny Liston at age twenty two at this point and won the title before this happened. He was stripped of his title. Obviously, he appealed the decision to the Supreme Court, which was over term convention in 1971. Now, remember, that's 64 to 71.
0: 71. But now he
1: had not fought for nearly four years and lost a period of peakness of a performance. Now, remember, you're the champion of the world, Kamikaze. World's greatest. World's greatest considered. And the fact that, now remember, Joe Lewis of all boxers, had gone into military service as being a heavyweight championship. Basically putting on exhibitions. Would have been Cassius slash Muhammad Ali's job pre- preliminarily in the service if he had been drafted. But chose not to for the right reasons in his beliefs and in his culture. Sacrifice being a heavyweight champion for up to four years in his prime kamikaze. To stand up for his religious beliefs and what was going on in the war. What he didn't agree with. And not to mention became a three-time heavyweight champion. A Olympic champion. A Hall of Famic figure when it comes not just to this boxing, but in black culture in general. So why is he number two and not number one? Because... Only because you... After seeing what he stood up for, still saw a champion and still got to enjoy Oli matches. So why number one, I mean number two and not number one? Because number one sacrificed more and stood up where some people would have not necessarily stood up in this position. And I'm speaking of 1968. And I'm speaking of Mexico City. And I'm speaking of two individuals. Which is funny because your number two had two individuals. So my number one has two individuals. And I'm talking about Tommy Smith and John Carlos. Never heard of him. That's funny because they won on their on their meet in the Olympic, uh, Mexican City Olympic. And as they were... Getting their medals in on the award ceremony, condoned black power gloves, and as they were standing getting their medals, they raised their right hands. So, in your black number
2: one is Olympians.
1: Only because think about it. After the ceremony, um, to pro, uh, they were, they were kicked off the, out of the Olympic Village and suspended from a U.S. track team. Never to be used again in black f- black shame. for black power, and the white gentleman that placed third that was also Australian doned a button that stood up for the two gentlemen that won first place. Do you know that when he went back to his country, he was more known for donning that button than winning the gold or winning the bronze, and he was condemned by his fellow Australians because he stood up for black men that's crazy. And these men like were that. never used again in track history, Kamikaze. Ever again. They were officially kicked off the track team. So,
2: because they lost everything, you wanted to
1: be Only them. because Ali <coughs> stood up for what he believed in. And he still continued to have heavyweight success. Obviously, building the crown again. But these two gentlemen risked everything. And they lost everything because they were never, ever used in any other track event. In US so your
2: list wasn't just about African-American figures in sports. African-Americans that lost the most.
1: Well, that sacrificed. Sacrificed the most. That sacrificed a lot to gain what we consider now as a sporting event. That's great. I love that your number one was Olympians.
2: Because guess what, my n- dude? <laughs> what? what? What is it? My number one is an Olympian. Really? Hell yeah! My number one sports, white American sports figure is Michael motherfucking Phelps. (laughs) It says it right there. That's That's crazy, bro. We did not even communicate anything about who was on our list. All I knew was that he was doing a top five African American sports figures list and I was like I don't agree with it but he gonna do it anyway so I'm just gonna do this to counter it and how the fuck do we end up right here? Where? So do I need to really spit off Michael Phelps uh, athletes? Most, most
1: decorated uh, Olympian in Swimmer Olimp- of, Olympic uh, history of all time? Uh, like come on I mean, like, the guy basically has Michael skills. motherfucking Phelps uh He's definitely a pro uh marijuana smoker.
2: Yes, he's definitely pro four twenty, which we are here at the Undisputed Sports Broadcast. You can find us at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you can consume a podcast.
1: But not just uh an advocate for that, he's a he's a mul- he's a advocate for uh mental stability. He does deal with, um, I, don't, I wouldn't say PTSD, but some type of in social uh, anxiety. anxiety, and he has addressed it that he he does. So so kudos to him for coming out with that, especially you know being who he is, Michael Phelps. Hey man, um, he's obviously a, a great
2: Olympian. He's a great swimmer from uh, a little town in Maryland called Happy Grace. Is he from Maryland? Yeah. No shit. Yes. Yes he yes, he's a glorified hero in Baltimore. So now now is
1: there a Michael Phelps uh you know, like swimming pool? No, we don't have what? we don't have anything named after him yet. Well, I don't know, what? I'm not
2: there. I haven't been there for five years. Whatever you know, maybe since they're defunding the police there in Baltimore now. Oh, and
1: absolutely.
2: Allocating more of their funds to sport I mean to schools and recreation then. Maybe we can get us a Michael Phelps gym or something in Mer you know, Maybe a swimming dope. station or something like that. You know, That would really be dope because Michael Phelps is my number one greatest
1: white American sports figure. And once again, that was Wixless here on the USB Undisputed Sports Broadcast. Uh once again, uh we'd like to thank our sponsors, Carter's Barbecue, Just Plain Good, uh Mulberry and Lake Wells location, cater for any of your needs. Once again, Carter's Barbecue, Just Plain Good. You can find
2: us the Undisputed Sports broadcast on all major podcast streaming
1: platforms. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher,
2: Spotify.
1: Any, any place you get your podcast, we are there.
2: Holler at me on Twitter, at kamikaze underscore bomb. Holler at my tag team host over here, at patwick underscore USB. Also, like and subscribe to the podcast on all of those platforms we mentioned. And while you're at it, hop on your Facebook, because you know you're on there all day anyway. Go on your little search bar, Type in the sideline and follow that page too if you're a football fan because you're going to get news, you're going to get predictions, you're going to get results on all 32 NFL football teams and you're going to love it. If you're looking to be an admin, if you're looking to break in into the sports writing community, you can join them there. Find out higher at
1: the sideline on Facebook. Once again I am Pat Wick. Drake I hitting the blood. And you have listened to Undisputed Sports Broadcast, the USB baby. And
2: then playoff shit. The part where we're supposed to just say some, a bunch of dumb shit at the end, so you know as it's going oh, out, just shout out to Heineken and uh, marijuana. Uh, today, you're right? We smoked some what purple voodoo and some carnage weed today. Like that shit is.
1: Uh, compliments to carnage. Yes. Apparently
2: that's. that's I was weird. I
1: was on the voodoo, and apparently no, now I like it's both. The but the carnage
2: is is is, is a one. Uh, a one, since day one. Today was a great show. I had fun recording this one. More fun than I've ever had recording a podcast.
1: The list was very surprising, Kamikaze. I, I
2: had that. to hit you with something smooth. Dude. No, but it was. Like, it was I was a wanted people list. to know that we're not trying to perpetuate. You feel me? We're not trying to pander. We're not trying to just say shove black lives in your face and shit like that, you like, know. Like, no, but and I didn't a, want it to come off like that, so I was like, all right, let me hit him with the white list.
1: It was a very good. It was a very good list. I mean, very, I was very great, impressed. Right. You know, I was very impressed, and the fact that we both had Olympians at the end was just. Bro, it's I somehow
2: mean, every time we do this shit, it always end up with something is eerily familiar about both of our lists. Feel me, some like some way you can be like, oh well, we didn't even compare this shit and we just came with the same
1: shit. But that's what makes us great. Yeah, that's what makes us great. Yeah, Lord. that's why you all
2: should listen to the undisputed sports broadcast every week. Well, no matter when we post it, it don't matter. Just look for it. Always Wait be looking for it. Then
0: your actions consequences. Goodbye.
2: And stop. Breaking news, just as we finished our recording and we were watching Wildin' Out, (laughs) you know, chilling like villains, uh, we got a notification saying that the deadline for NBA players to announce participation in the 22-team restart, I guess we were saying, No, well, that's not a restart, so continuation, I guess we would say. Right. Return to play, participation in return to play. Must be decided by June 24th. Again, this is breaking news. I hit the breaking news uh, thingy, but, you know, (laughs) I couldn't get it out while it was still going on. So, breaking news. Breaking news. NBA players must commit to Return. Participating in return to play by June 24th. I didn't practice this, as you can see.